All right, well, I'm sitting here with Mr. John Foley with John Foley Masonry. Uh, out in Clearwater, Minnesota, a masonry contractor, of course. And um, John, thank you for uh, meeting with me this morning. Uh, so, John, uh, just sort of set the stage a little bit. I've been working with your company on the risk management side for, I don't know, four months or so. My main contact has been Jaden and Sarah. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit familiar with the, uh, with the company on the insurance risk management right. side. So uh, that's how you and I got introduced is mainly through your son, Jaden, right? right? Um, so one thing I found really interesting about your company is the rapid growth. You guys seem to be doing really well, but before we get into the company stuff, your business stuff, I feel like a, a lot of people want to know your backstory. You know, where did uh, where did little John Foley come from, and what are some of the things that you've done along the way that led you to sitting right here in front of me today? Well, along yeah. well, with Born in the Mason trade. My dad was a Mason. Okay. All my brothers were Masons. My grandfather was a Mason. Um, so we're, we grew up as you know as Masons. We grew up in the Mason trade. I was on the job. I, you know, at four, I, I remember being on the commercial jobs at four years old, just wow. with my dad, not full time, of course, <laughs> taking along. And um, but yes, and uh, I have three brothers. They're all Masons. I have uh, three sons. Um, Jane was a mason before he fell. Of course, Jevin runs the office and yes, me in the project managing. But he was a foreman out in the field for 20 years. Okay. Um, and uh, and then my son Tom's got four. Uh, my brother Tom's got four sons. They're all masons. My brother Doug's got two sons. They're both masons. My brother Chris has got uh, five sons, and three of them are masons. Two of them are still teenagers. Yeah. You know. So yeah. yeah so we're. We we were we were Masons and grew up in the we grew up as Masons and Mason Creed, so we grew up in the business. So what where's what's your hometown? What do you uh, like? Chamber of South Dakota. Oh South Dakota. Yeah, Chamber okay. South Dakota. My dad had a business there for years and years and years. And uh, what do you contribute? That's interesting. Uh, that your was your I don't know, was your grandpa also a Mason? Yes, he was. So grandpa, dad, you yeah. and and how many of your siblings are Masons? Three. Three brothers. Three brothers are all Masons. Yeah. What do you contribute that to? Is it just because, I don't know, I mean, I own a business too, and the thought of my oldest son wanting to get into a risk management or insurance, no way. Uh, why, why do you think that, that, that happened that way? Well, I think, you know, from, from my perspective and my son's perspective, you know, when I'm talking about my brother's perspective, we have a love for the trade. We have a passion for the trade. We, we really, it is such a, it's such a unique trade. It's so, it really is. It's like Dad, what he taught us, masonry's art, artwork. It's just take pride in it. Yeah. And and that's how I taught my sons, and that's how my brothers taught their sons. And Taking pride. In take it. pride in it, and and it's such, and, and it is. It's such a. We have such a passion for it because how much pride we take in it, and, and um, the comment I get from you know A and P um, Matt and uh, and their key safety guy can't remember his name, but Matt Adolph says the kid the head soup on that job, and but also numerous all the other soups we work for tell tell us that we're the most professional 
masonry company they work for. You know, that we, that we, you know, we're very dedicated, we're driven, but we do such good work, and yeah. then we, you know, and we're safe, and we clean up, and clean up behind us. All the steps yeah. are right there. It's just that we take pride in what we do. I mean, a lot yeah. of pride, you know. Don't you, um, the older I get, uh, the more difficult that is to find in any profession. And it is. And it, it doesn't really matter is. if it's a medical doctor, Trust me. your attorney, but, a masonry contractor, an insurance guy. I just feel like, I don't know, today's population has grown, I don't know if I want to say weak or lackadaisical. Yeah, they want to collect the paycheck. Exactly. And that's and, it. And so, and we have a very good crew. One of the best best crews I've had in my lifetime. And we have always built a crew my entire life. And I I ran my first job at 18 years old in the gymnasium. You know, and then my dad put me in charge and I was in my first job at 18. So I've ran work all my life, you know, all along with being a bricklayer and a stone, a stone mason and block layer. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's just so important, you know, that you, that you have the skills to run a job, but also to be safe on the job. Right. It, uh, it's so different now in 2021, in the, in, two, in the teens, 2015, even the 2000s, from the 70s. I, I remember the 60s, I was on the job in the 60s. And yeah. then that was before OSHA came out. OSHA came out in 71, I believe it was, 72 maybe. So there was no OSHA. There was no OSHA. <laughs> You know, and, and I remember the first time I got introduced to OSHA. That's a story I'd have to tell you some other time. But but it's um, but it uh, it's so different now. What the you know, and and that's the way. And in South Dakota, all contractors, even yet today, big contractors do residential and commercial. Mm -hmm. In Minnesota, there's a line. You know, mm -hmm. you know commercial contractor, uh, residential. But that's why I gravitated to commercial because commercial is so much more safe than residential. Even when you do, as a my dad as a contractor when we worked for him in South Florida, when we was on commercial jobs, we were more safe okay. than we were on residential jobs. Okay. It's just, why do you think that is? That's just carelessness and residentially you know, just like oh, this is a little project, just yeah, knock it out, right, hurry up, yeah, hurry exactly, up, knock it out. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But it's so much more safe, and you gotten that ingrained into you. But yeah. it's. And then what really changed my perspective is of safety. You know, I, in all the years I ran work, I've never had anybody, anybody um, really hurt. No broken arms, no major cuts, no broken legs. Yeah. Jane was my first major injury in my career. Yeah, and it was, me a little bit. And it was there. devastating, it yeah. really was. You were there. Yeah, oh, of course, I was, yeah, yeah I was, I was right next to him, but I, I my back was turned. I didn't see it, yeah. and I heard the commotion. But it was just very devastating. So it really changed my outlook and and my perspective on safety. And, yeah. And it, and since then things have really turned around. It's company wide for safety, but also speaking of the younger generation and and the pride that's not there. Yeah. The, you know the, we have quite a rotation of individuals because we we built such a nice crew the reason how you do that is you get these individuals and you see that they're they don't care mm. Out of here. well yeah, yeah they're not there no more 
So, and then the people that's with us, they see that we keep rotating. Yeah. And, and then they get the idea that, okay, we, you know, so they kind of get the, we, we want them to get the mindset to take pride in your work, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, to be and, and, and to be intense in what you do, but be safe. Yeah. Safe, safe, safe. It's first, last, middle, you know. Yeah. Safe is, is, is the very key. Yeah. You know, but, and again, if people isn't there to really perform safety and perform their job privately, they're not with us anymore. They don't fit the culture. No, they don't. And that's our culture is, is, is safety and quality. It yeah. really is. Yeah, that's good to hear. Because like I said, that whole... But that, that is our culture for all our performance. Yeah, good. That's good. Um, so it sounds like pride and safety uh, are kind of, I don't know, two of your most important uh, I, 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 aspects I, I, I that you really, built your company on. I really do, yes, I believe that. I really yeah. do. Yeah, that's good. You know, because, and I think that's why we've stayed in the Mastery Trade, my son stayed in the Mastery Trade, and my nephews, because they love the work coming up in it. They just, you know, yeah. you know, and Dad taught us growing up, he says, you'll learn the Mastery Trade growing up. He says, once you get out of school, go do what you want. He says, it's like you don't have to be a stay in the mason, but right. you know, but you're gonna you're gonna learn the mason trade. Yeah. And then he said, But once you learn the mason trade, you'll never starve. <laughs> <laughs> and we never have. I've never once collected an unemployment check in my life, neither did many of my sons. Wow, nice. You know? So one thing you mentioned earlier that I found interesting, so here's John graduating high school or thereabouts, yeah. mm -hmm. and you get put in charge of your your own job, right? A gymnasium. Yep. At 18 years old. Yep. That seems like a, a rather, well, I don't know, large. Considering well, today's 18-year-olds. It was a large project. Yeah. Can but, you imagine an 18-year-old today coming out of high school? I mean, maybe your sons no. have done it, but, uh, I, but I think it's a rare quality that somebody at that age could be in charge of a project. Yeah, and it is very rare. You don't see it very often. Um, Jarman was put in charge of his first job at about 21. You know, and Japan uh, not much later, 21, 22 maybe. But, um, but you understand, we, I was around the trade for... Since you're four years old. It's since I was four years old. And yeah. since I, by the time I turned 10 or 11, I was on the, you know, in, in them days, it's still, still the, well, early, you know, late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. You know, I graduated in 74. Okay. But, you know, so I'm on the job from the time I'm out of school till the time school starts again. Yeah. And they didn't have a requirement. They have to be in school so long. So a lot of times in my junior and senior year, I was out of school more than I was in school. Oh, really? Yeah, out working? Out working. Okay. You know, so, you okay. know, because when, you know, when dad, my dad relied on me to yeah. help him with the projects, you know, so. And I suppose it's common too with uh, families that grew up on the farm. Right. You know, they, had a dairy farm. Yeah, and then you know. it was, and you know, and then, and then you show up to school two weeks later, and it was, oh, you didn't quit, you're still here. You got up, <laughs> okay, and here's here's what you got to make up, and here's the test you missed, and this and that. And oh, they're willing to work with yeah. you. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and it was a small town school. It, 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 the town was, you know, we traveled. I, I mean, the people came from as far as away as seventy miles to that town. You know, not seventy. I think it was probably fifty-five. Miles, you know, because it was Chamber of South Dakota, and, and there was um, two reservations: um, the the Crow Creek Indian Reservation, the Fort Thompson um, Indian Reservation, that we grew from. But they were quite a ways away, you know, okay. 
40 to 50 miles. And yeah. then we drew from them, and then also we drew from from uh, um, Gam Valley in that area too, which is quite a ways. Okay. So, but yeah, but um, it was a, the town itself was only it's still only about 1,500 people total. Oh, but, that's it, huh? But um, but when we drew from such a large distance, my graduating class, I think, was 72 people in it. Okay. Oh, which was a was. That's it. was the biggest one. Even to date, oh, was, you know. Interesting. Yeah, even to date, they haven't had one that big. Huh. So, uh, would you describe your childhood growing up? I mean, it sounds like um, I don't know. Was it full of hard work? Oh, uh, it was. I, I was, you know, and this is hard for people to believe, but, you know, I I was milking, doing. We we'd always been on a farm, had our own own cattle. Okay. So I was milking cow, my own cow, at four years old. In the barn by myself, and I I didn't was in the barn by myself until, until I was, um, you know, you know, seven and a half, one on eight, and uh, when my brother Tom then joined me, and then he got a cow that we had milk, and then then we got to four cows, and then we always had a horse or two, and then while we we grew to, you know, that we were taking care of, uh, twenty that we had twenty horses, we grew up with horses. Okay. And um. And um, then we hay and clean yeah, stalls. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, we didn't have our own equipment for bailing hay, oh, so okay. we'd buy hay from farmers okay. and stuff. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, and it was. Uh, but then we broke horses, and then we break horses for other farmers and ranchers around the place. Me and me and my brother Tom. Some roughnecks. Yeah, and, <laughs> but we did. Uh, but no, we broke a lot of horses. And, wow. And, Interesting. Uh, yeah, so it, it was. I grew up working, and I. Looking back, you know, I never thought growing up that was working. I just thought it was life. Yeah, you didn't know, you know, the, didn't yeah. know the difference, and I, yeah. and I enjoyed the heck out of it. I yeah. really enjoyed my my childhood. I was yeah. such a fun childhood because every spare minute I was on the back of the horse and riding through the berries, and, yeah. you know, and, and stuff. And it was just, cool. you know, so so cool. Me and my brother Tom on horses all the time. Yeah. Are you the oldest of your siblings? I am. Yeah. I am. You're the big brother. I am. So you set the stage. I did. <laughs> so, I did. There was well, me, a sister, and then three brothers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So. All right. So, uh, so you since four year old, since four years old, you're out there working, doing yep. masonry type work. Eighteen, you're assigned the, the your first job, uh, yep. a gymnasium. Yep. So, what took place basically from eighteen ish to the start of John Foley Masonry? Well. Um, I, uh, you know, I got married in in '79 to my beautiful wife. And there she is, right there. You know, she's. I lost oh, her. In, I lost her. In, I'm sure. Jay just told you, I'm sure Jay just told you, but I lost her in 2013. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, um, she was only 51. She kind of looks like Jayden. Oh yeah, very much so, and Darwin. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, she's only 51, but she died of cancer. And, oh, um, sorry. Um, and we had a, and we had a. It was a storybook marriage, yeah. but yeah, she was just a very, you know, sweetheart. Well, sweet, yeah, like the type of personality Jaden has, yeah. you know, and yeah. you know what type of personality yeah. has. Very, yeah. very soft-spoken, very sweet, very, yeah. very, very beautiful person. But, uh, but anyway, so, um, so, and then in the, I joined the National Guard, and also then right after, during that gymnasium. So then I went. Went to train for six months. I saw the masonry oh. trade for six months. So I was in the National Guard also. Yeah. Then I came back. Then I came back into the masonry trade, and then, then I, through the guard, 
then all, I went through OCS. Mm. Oh, okay. And um, but then I'm an officer. Yeah, yeah, and then went through officer training. So I had a lot of time, you know, traveling with the military. But then in seven, and uh, right after I got married, so I think it was in eighty, got a letter that um, all people with a the, with a commission has to have a degree by 89, otherwise they got to go back to the rank they were, uh -huh. you know. And yeah. so, so then I went to college at the South Dakota State University. Okay. And then um, from um, from 84 to 89, so 87, 87. Yeah, getting a degree. Yep, yep, in economics. Oh. You know, and then I was able to keep my commission. Yeah. You know, and I stayed stayed them stayed in the um, National Guard, um, up until. Seventy, uh, um, up until ninety, uh, no, I think it was two thousand and two thousand and one. So at that period of time, were you in the National Guard, going to college, and working? Mm -hmm. Oh yes, yeah. Oh yeah. So when I long um, days, and and uh, I would, um, I had a major contractor I'd work for, while I was in college that I'd work for. I'd, I'd schedule my classes to be done at eleven. I started them at seven, got done at eleven. Okay. And then, then I was, you know, on his job from, from um, about noon to seven, and okay. and um, but then also I had a job, um, delivering pizza and washing dishes at a at a creek place, wow. and then also then I'd get up at four in the morning and I'd drive about ten miles to a dairy farm in Malcalas on Monday through Friday, you know. Also, <laughs> you know, I was a one hard working son of a gun. Well, it was yeah. just again I didn't think of it that way. It was yeah. just. What's, you know, because I had all, all my kids were were born during the college years, eighty eight. Oh, really? You know, so yeah, we so, yeah, so yeah. yeah, so so I had to support the family along with going to college and yeah. and stuff. And but then in the winter time, that he didn't have me uh, work from probably January through March. You know, but through December and then yeah. and then I pick up another side job here and there. Sure. You know, so. Interesting. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah. what, what spurred John Foley Mason well, be, being uh, self-employed? Like well, that? so then we come to Minnesota, and, and uh, I come to Minnesota in uh, 80, um, 88, spring of 88, you know. Right out of college, I, I worked for Rupp again, ran work for him for about nine months. Okay. And then that's when I got hit, you know, um, you know the, uh, fell, I fell 60 feet and got hit on the head with a block on the way down. And, but um, but anyways, uh, um, and then after that happened, we graduated to Minnesota, and I worked for Rupp out of St. Cloud, okay. you know, and then I worked for then from only for about a year. Then I worked for Jesco. Um, they they're no longer around, but Jesco was the biggest major contractor, one of the biggest in the United States for many many years. Oh, wow. And okay. I worked for them for um, from about uh, ninety to ninety nine. Then I started John on John Henry, John Henry Masonry. Okay. You know, from from in '99 to um, no, it was no, it was neither. It was um, I think it was in '96. Uh, you know, I quit. You know, from '90 to '96. And were you leading crews and projects? Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. I was I was their I was their head head uh, foreman superintendent. They didn't have me as a foreman slash superintendent. Kind of like your Jarman right now. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, I always ran work wherever I was. You know, okay. I, and that was never just a line bunny, yeah. you know, so. But then, then uh, John Foley Masonry, and then that's where Jade got hurt, 
for what year was that? Oh, John Henry Masonry, excuse me. Okay. Yeah, from I started that um, in '96. Um, okay. And he got hurt in 2003. And after that, it kind of took the wind out of me. Yeah. You know, and, and and it did, and then insurance, you know, and then next year skyrocketed, and everything was just snowballing. So I kind of folded up, sold everything, made sure everything was paid. Yeah. And then Martin come recruit me, you know, okay. and and during the middle of the recruiting, I and you know, so I had it folded up by March of 2006, and I, my brother Chris at the time had pretty big work, but I, so I went and worked with him and helped him. And I ran a couple of jobs for big uh, dormitories for him in Ironwood, Michigan, okay. for him. And Martin even flew out there to Ironwood, Michigan, to meet me and try to recruit because they started recruiting me back in. December 2005, mm -hmm. you know, when they heard that it's, you know, full of company. Yeah. And finally I agreed to it in October of 2006, and then they sent me to Denver in October 2006, and I, I you know, and I was the director of the masonry um, operation there. They didn't have a masonry operation there, so I started okay. one up from scratch. They didn't even have a wheelbarrow in masonry, they didn't have nothing, shovel nothing. So <laughs> I started up one from scratch, and, uh, and I built it up to a 15 million year business. Wow. You know, and, wow. and uh, you know, so I was there from 2006 to, 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 um, to December of 2015, December 1st. Well, I left January 3rd, uh, November 30th of 2015. Okay. Chairman worked for them for a while too, didn't he? Uh, um, he worked, he was a sub underneath them. He, okay. You know, not for them, but yeah. He, the, he told me a little bit about yeah, working on the U.S. Bank Stadium. The U.S. Bank Stadium, yes sir. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so then I came back and I started the, John Foley Masonry December 1st of 2015. Okay. You know, and I just said, I'm starting up again, you know. Yeah. All, you know, so. And things are going well. Yeah, and then I just, it was just, and I, and I, you know, Jarman was working, Jarman and Jeff were both working for Northland at the time. And, okay. Brought them over. And, uh, you know, brought, you know, slowly, not right away. They didn't, Jarman came over in February of 2017. And, um, and then Jarman come over in June of, 17, I believe, or 18, okay. 18, I think it was. Okay. So how many of your uh, family members work here? Well, my brother Chris um, worked for me, um, works for me. Um, he's my youngest brother. Okay. My brother Tom come and worked for me for six months during the winter. He went back to South Dakota. He lives in South Dakota. Okay. And, um, and then um, I, I got uh, two nephews that work for me, Tate and Jake. Okay. And then I got Meditate. I got four or five cousins, um, Bruce Foley, Dallas Foley, um, there's, you know, quite a yeah. few. Yeah, you know. and your sons, how many yeah, sons? My son. Well, Jarvin is the only one out in the field, then Jaden yeah. is the safety guy, Jarvin runs the office. Okay. You know, yeah. so yeah. those are my sons. Yeah. Yeah, so. How is it working with family? Oh, very good. Everyone has their own lane. You know, Jarvin, <laughs> seriously, so Jarvin runs, you know, is in charge of getting projects, but also project managing. Okay. You know, so he makes the in-house, 90% of the in-house decisions, yeah. 90, 95, 99%, you know. Okay. And he'll call me, you know, when he needs something and got a question. Yeah. And Jarman's in charge of running the field, okay. you know, and then Jaden's got the safety and also does some helps with the computer stuff and and he's got about five or six different items that he helps with. So. Okay. Yes, and he works full time even though he's at the office probably three or four hours a day. 
but he works from home. He's got an office set up at home. Yeah. You know, where he works from home from five in the morning. He'd call me at five yeah, in the morning. He's an early riser, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is, you know, yeah. and, and um, but yeah, so but I'm in here at three thirty in the morning, every morning. What? Yeah. Three thirty three thirty. Yep, and then I leave then I usually leave here five, five thirty to the cities, so then I was on two jobs this morning. You know, I was first first at St. Louis Park at uh, Park Place, you know, that's a job that we gotta get started. So I was first there before I went to Castle Ridge this morning, but you know, I was at Castle Ridge at seven and, and wow. uh, there Joseph, you know, about eight fifteen I left there. Is that a is that is that a habit you've had kind of all your life? All my life. I, that's, I, up early. My mother was that way, would get up real early. So what time do you get up, at 3? Yeah, about 3 o'clock. Quarter to 3 or 3 o'clock. You know? uh, and you go to yeah. bed at like, I don't know, 5 in the afternoon? No. Ten <laughs> o'clock at night. Really? Yeah. No, seriously. Wow. Yeah, about 10 o'clock. I, mean, I think maybe you're part vampire. But, um, you... <laughs> but my mother was that way, you know, and, and, and she just slept short hours and I feel, you know, if I sleep long, I don't feel good physically. If I, you know, if I have those hours from about 10 to, 10 to just about 3, I feel wonderful. I just feel wow. like I'm, good for you. I can dance, I've got a lot of energy. <laughs> but, but if I got, you know, sleep longer than that, I'm a little sluggish. Don't yeah. feel like <laughs> good for you. Hard working son of a gun. No, no. <laughs> I, I don't think of it that way. I just think of just what you do. Perform and let yeah. what's in front of me. So. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. So, so the brothers, there's no, uh, and, and cousins, I mean, I know I got two little boys and they get in fights once in a while, yeah. but uh, no. at work here, they like, no, they, know, no. they know their role, they stay yeah. in their lane. Yeah, but they've always got along. They, okay. All my mom boys have got along real well. Um, Jeff and Jaden were the closest in age, mm. and when Jaden was on his feet, he was very competitive. He was very aggressive. He was just—he took after me a lot when you know. Jada. Jada did. Really? You know? Okay. Oh yeah. And um, they—they were all poor and hard workers. But Jaden was a super competitive, very, very good wrestler, very you know wow. high end wrestler. He had colleges after him. Interesting. Um, you know, just a very top notch wrestler, very competitive, very so strong and so built. You know. Yeah. But then when he got. In the wheelchair, his personality then went to his mother's side. Oh, you sure. Know, yeah. You know, which is fine, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but, um, but yes, and it's just, uh, but they, but Jaden and Jevin, when they were growing up, they'd always scrap back and forth, but they never held grudges against you. Okay. They just scrap, and then, then a second later, then they were laughing and playing with each other, you know, so. Yeah, that's good. But all the way through, you know, until he got hurt, so. Yeah. But yeah, it was, but Jarman was old, you know. John was born in eighty, then um, in December of eighty, and uh, and then Jevin wasn't born until October of eighty four, and then mm -hmm. Jevin, Jaden, on July eighty six. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, John Foley Masonry, uh, you know, I've gotten to know you a little better. And it's, it's connecting a couple dots here. You know, I've been out on one of your projects. Right. Talk to the general over there, right. and one couple of things that they said. It's like we love Jarman, we love John Foley Masonry. They get things done, yep, and they do great work. And, and we do, cause yeah. we do, and I stress that to all my foremen all the time. And I don't stress it to Jarman so much anymore, cause he, I he got stressful times that high. <laughs> but but you know that 
quality is our number one thing. Safety and quality. Yeah. You know, take pride in your work. Yeah. But it's another thing too, if it's going to take you, uh, you know, a week to do something that should only take you two days, you guys are knocking it out in two days exactly. with the quality. Exactly. And, and, yeah. and people, people all over the metro notice that, the suppliers notice it, everybody, you know, they know that. When we're on a job, that way you can pay for that right away. You know? yeah. <laughs> I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you know, for they, sure. They mention that all the time. Oh, yeah, okay, it's you guys. We've got to get up and need material there. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know in the, it sounds like in the commercial uh, bidding process, unfortunately, a lot of it comes down to best price wins, it yep, sounds like. Yep. Um, a lot of it does, yes. Which is unfortunate because, you know. So, yeah, right now, this this year, the bottoms fell out of it. You know, yeah. they really, the price has really been cut, let me tell you. Yeah. So if there's a general contractor out there listening that is considering bringing a masonry contractor on site and they want to not only consider price but also uh, a little bit about the contractor, I feel you guys are a great choice Oh yes. Uh, because the, the, those two main qualities, right. you get things done right. and the qualities yeah. Nobody's better. It's no, and, and nobody is, and, and we do. We go right after it, get it done. We don't, we don't mess around. We don't drag our feet. Trust me. And we, and we get comments from every general about how we perform and how good our work is. Yeah. You know, all the time. Yeah. You know, and it's just, and and we do, and I stress, you know, being a professional out there, guys. You yeah. know, and, and you know, we have no. And you, you were on site a couple of times. I'm sure you know stuff, but there's no screaming and hollering, cussing, profanity on our jobs. So yes, sir. So, not, I hear a lot of yes, sirs. But, <laughs> but it's just everyone, we expect everyone to know the job and do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what we expect. Yeah. Easy. You know, we don't really expect a yes, sir. We just expect them to do the job and do it. Yeah. All right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know what you're saying. So,